NYC on Instagram and here on this podcast. And it's been a little bit of um, time since I recorded another episode. And the reason being is life. (laughs) That's the short answer. A lot of things have happened in the past month or so. And even though some of them were not the best, they um, they gave me a lot of perspective, like anything else. And they brought me to this subject that actually it's not mine per se. Um, it's about death. It sounds so dramatic. (laughs) I promise you it's not that intense unless you make it such. But a dear friend of mine, um, his name is Yoni, lives in Israel, uh, wrote a post the other day about going to this sacred place that he's been going to his whole life, place where he loves to reflect on things. It's in nature and it's his happy place. I definitely have my happy place. I think every person does. And um, he said that he's been contemplating a lot lately the subject of death. And not just in general, the subject of death, um, of living and dying or what happens after death. More the subject of his personal death when his time is out and what does it mean and it's a heavy subject obviously Um, you think about who you leave behind what's going to happen to them when you're gone the time left and your loved ones and not seeing their life progressing especially if you have children and a loved one or a partner that you're not going to be there for and less about losing other people in his life to death and the whole concept of just death in general ending of a cycle ending of this path and road that we're on And he quoted a lot of quotes from um, books that he read about the subject, about the fear, the paralyzing fear of death and how some people are very anxious about it, that it literally paralyzes their ability to live in this moment. And his take from this whole conversation with himself and processing the idea of not being here anymore at any point, any time, was less about the death as much as living the rest of the time that you're allotted. And a lot of people are talking about how we need to live for the moment, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Life is fragile, can end in an instant. And they're not cliches, they're truth. 
they're facts. We, we don't know our timeline. We don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know when things are going to end. I mean, if you think about it, there's tons of people making so much money off of predicting the end of your life, <laughs> right? Uh, fortune tellers, psychics, um, um, tarot readers, horoscopes, yeah, I don't know, anything, uh, religious um, guidance. There's all these conversations around when will I die, how will I die, and what is there after death. And obviously, I don't have any of these answers, <laughs> but... I have been thinking a lot lately, more than before, about what happens in the time that I have if tomorrow I'm no longer here. And it's, it's hard when you think about it in details. It's, it's one thing if we just think about it. Oh my God, if I die tomorrow, what would I do today? Three top things that I would want to accomplish if I knew that I'm not here anymore. Um, things I regret, things that I'm grateful for. Like that's, that's one type of conversation that it's probably important to have with yourself. But the other one is um, it's a little more, more intense when you start thinking about what does it really mean for the people that are left behind, the people that I love, the people I can no longer see. I remember when my grandma was in a hospital and I don't think she was coherent anymore and she was attached to a breathing um, support. And my aunt, her oldest daughter, no, second oldest daughter, asked all of us to come to the hospital to basically say goodbye. I was 12 and I looked at her pretty much lifeless and forced to keep alive for the purpose of us who are here, you know, here around her to say our last words, whether she heard it or not. And my aunt, who was trying to do I guess the right thing in her mind said to her in my presence, uh, door is here and she's, I don't remember the exact age she said, I was 12 and she said she's 20 something and she graduated from high school and she's going into college and she met a wonderful man and she's about to get married. <laughs> And I remember looking at her in this like crazed look. What the hell are you talking about? And I'm a 12 year old. This is the closest and the most important person to me in my life. And I'm seeing technically her lifeless body. And all I wanted to say was, I love you in every language that I knew. And in the languages that she taught me and the language that I taught her. 
And instead, I heard these lies, you know, being spoken on my behalf to her. Because that's what my aunt needed. She needed her to know that every single one of her grandchildren is okay and fared well and was successful and happy. She thought that that's going to help her release herself and release her soul and move on or pass on her whatever the belief was. And I got it. I mean, it was hard for me. I hate lies of any kind, even the comforting ones, but I understood where she was coming from. And I whispered to her in her language that I loved her. And I cried hysterically. I still have tears in my eyes today when I think about it. And this was one of my first experiences with death of someone that I really, really care for. And unfortunately, I've lost many, 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 many close people in my life. In the 42 years that I'm here. And about three of them in the last year and a half. So death is not foreign to me, death of others. What happens when you die? And Yoni's post really kind of triggered me in a good way because his outlook was not of this intense sadness and pain that comes with death. It was about using everything we got and not taking any of it for granted. And one of the things that came to mind was related to this inability I have to let things go. And I, I think I spoke of it many times in a few of my podcasts. One of them was literally called The Art of Letting Go. Letting go of people, letting go of relationships, letting go of feelings, letting go of pain. <laughs> I, I have a hard time letting go of attachments to people and things that I care about. But if I know that I have very short time here, and short time can mean anything, right? It could be days, it could be hours, it could be months and years and and decades, but no matter how we slice it, it's there's not a lot of time left. I mean, it's midway life, right? And there's so much that I want to accomplish. Shouldn't letting go be a little bit easier, knowing that by letting go, I'm making space for something else to experience while I'm here. And that was a huge shift in how I was processing a lot of things lately, especially with ending of cycles in my life. Um, my family moved back home and um, I'm left here without anybody physically in this country. And that was, that was a major shift for me. Um, and I lost a lot of people. I lost 
lot of people to death and a lot of, lost a lot of people that I cared about at some point and some that I still do and I lost colleagues about three of them in the last few months to many circumstances some are very 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 painful some are happy and I've taken this very hard but if we really think about how loss brings gains of different kinds we can shift our mindset and how we process it and I've been actively doing it and it's been quite a relief and I think once I stopped fighting the inevitable like death will be and accepted what's happening for whatever reason there's a shift that happens within you that makes you more susceptible to changes and newness and beginnings that also allows you to change who you are in how you're perceiving it and I know it sounds very big and spiritual and you know it's not that easy it's very painful and it takes a lot of missed I guess expectations lowering your expectations definitely lowering your expectations from yourself first off and in turn from others but the return and it, it was almost instantaneous in in every single scenario and there were many scenarios in the last few months last year and last two years the return was just incredible and it, it took me some time to see it because I was buried in pain and I was buried in self-involvement about the situation. Um, but then when I opened my eyes and I started seeing the gifts that it brought, I understood that ending and death can bring a lot of amazing opportunities if we just let them. And maybe death is not necessarily the physical one that we are fearing. Maybe we are fearing every single end of a cycle or a story or a path that we think is the right one for us. Maybe we see that as death and it freaks us out and it paralyzes us even more than a physical death. Because when a physical death comes, we were likely I'm assuming not even aware it's like what they say when people jump off of a tall building they technically die they have a heart attack before they even reach the ground so there's not a lot of time to process what's happening to you in the physical but ending of cycles is a different kind of death 
because you're still here and you have a chance to either accept it and let it guide you or you paralyze and fear it and by doing that and feeling that you're not allowing yourself to actually experience something that can come out of it. You're not allowing yourself to live in the moment. You're not allowing yourself to open yourself to new people, new experiences, new successes, just something else because you're fearing this end that is unexplainable and is dark and in its, it, in its fact that you don't know what it means. There's so much unknown that buried within it but it's within that unknown that we have so many other opportunities and it's the scariest ones and one of the things that I can say is for example when I finally accepted that my family is no longer going to be here close by and I saw it from their standpoint and their point of view their their life perspective and growth and their own journey and how much better it will be for them even though it sucks for me it allowed me to enjoy and be joyful for them that they did something for themselves that is good for them that will make them happy and in turn will make me happy because I no longer have to carry some sort of unexplained unconscious burden of their pain for them or with them because we're attached on an emotional level and I don't I don't want to see my loved ones hurting whether it's my partner or my kids or my family or my friends or colleagues I take that on me sometimes even more than I should and I realize that by accepting their joy and seeing it for what it is, I was able to be joyful for them. And in turn, within myself, I managed to reduce this burden and a sense of relief and figured out that, you know, they're always there. They're always going to be there, whether they're five miles away or 50 miles away or 3,000 miles away. They are there. They are always there with me and I'm always there with them. And we will figure this out. We will figure this new logistical relationship in a way that works for all of us. And I'm sure we will. And then in that sense, the fear was gone. The anxiety was gone. And I was actually enjoying the process with them. And it was eye-opening. And the same with relationships that ended. And the same with colleagues that moved on. And I had all these mounts of fear of how am I going to deal with it on every single level. And will I ever be able to find a replacement? Will you ever be able to find a new life partner? Will you ever find love again? Will you ever you know, have a sense of security with family away? Will you have, have all of those things that kept changing and changing and changing and interaction with teenagers and your kids are no longer one. 
your attention too much or they want too much of it or they they don't care about you or they do care about you like all these changes that kind of happen at the same time we're surrounded by this fear of just not accepting them and letting things be and for me in doing that i faced some sort of death my own personal death or the personal death of my path or as i knew it and it makes you think about your life now it makes you think about your friendships it makes you think about the people that you want to invest in that want to invest in you it does make you become a much more grateful person and i know it sounds cliche again or hippy hippy love love i'm not that kind of person i have my anger issues i have my anxieties i have tons of insecurities and i'm far from even close to the word perfection i am so imperfectly perfect in my flaws and i'm accepting them for what they are and i'm changing the ones that i really dislike but i am more grateful than i ever was today for the things that i got and even if i don't show it as much as i want to i'm trying to balance that with my friends with my colleagues with work with appreciation for the opportunities that i have i've managed to change my interaction at work with coworkers with my bosses to a point that it really turned around completely where at some point i thought that it just never going to work but i realized that part of how we perceive things and how we process them and the negativity that we hold within us will project that to the world and in turn it will be projected back at you and when that ended <laughs> i fell in love with the people that i work with again i fell in love with my job i fell in love with the process i was less resentful i still have struggles sometimes but i found solutions I voiced my needs in a way that is constructive and I was finally heard and supported and appreciated and I did exactly the same thing I appreciated I supported and I was as vulnerable as they were and it was just beautiful because I didn't see this as a possibility because we fear change because all i could see is there's going to be black and white it's either i stay in this state and be miserable or i leave but it's not always the case but at the same time obviously if we are talking about an ending coming tomorrow and we're very unhappy in a situation that cannot be fixed in any way in shape or form we should leave because again there's no reason to quote unquote waste our time resources energy and heart into something that does not work for us and and that's where i am these days with figuring out my life and the time 
that I have left in it. So maybe thinking about death, any kind of death, personal, spiritual, emotional, or physical, is actually not such a bad idea. Because it gives us a little insight into our subconscious and what we want to do, where we are with our life, where we're headed, what we want to accomplish, and what we care about truly. What are the passions that drive us, the people that we want to be surrounded with at this exact point? And it doesn't have to be the same people at the same time all the time. And nourish that and give it space and take care of ourselves. We really need to start taking care of ourselves on every single level, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Because at the end of the day, we're the only ones we got. And this is the only body we have. And the only heart we have. I'm sure if we transplant a heart, we'd still sustain the same feelings. So when they say there's only one life to live and one body to live in, we can make significant changes in how we live this life. And we should live it fully. And it's not a cliche. It's the truth. And it's a fact because we never know when it's going to end. And when it ends, I'm sure we all want to know that we lived it as full as we could within our ability and within our humility and love and kindness and grace and a lot of compassion. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to those who listen and let me use this passion and outlet to voice myself and support me in the process. So much love to you. Please follow, share the whole thing, Door Door NYC, if you like. <laughs>